Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode six of Let's Be Social. I have a special guest on today. His name is Michael Stein. He is an entrepreneur, a stand-up comedian, actor, and um, director. So I'm going to put it over to you, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate your time. And Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started. Um, I, I mean, you've got, you've done a little bit of everything. So we'd love yeah, to. Yeah, I kind of, I, I give you the whole kind of like short story, like, you know, and I do a podcast called Long Shot Leaders and I kind of consider myself a long shot. Uh, my grandmother escaped the Russian concentration camps on the way to America. My dad was a New York homeless street kid at became a multimillionaire only to lose it all again. His business was in Toronto, like I told you about in the pregame. And I used to wake up every morning when my grandmother told me, you're lucky to be alive. Can we escape the Russian concentration camps? Because I had to sleep in the same room with her until I was nine years old because my dad made all this money and lost it all. So, you know, my mom, you know, was a single mother and I, I was, a, it was a very large family. So youngest me had to sleep in the same room with this old Jewish lady talking about these war stories. And, you know, and my dad was this, you know, homeless guy that was successful and lost it all. And I had ADHD. ADD, stutter, you know, uh, a lot of health issues. And I really didn't have any success myself. You know, um, I, that's why I consider myself a long shot to now because I, you know, only success I had when I was younger was making people laugh at myself or others. So then um, that got me through. And then I, I was still struggling, you know, but as a kid, like most kids in America, they saw the movie Rocky. Yeah. And I was like, here's a guy like me. He doesn't succeed much. He always gets knocked down. He's not smart. He fails all the time. Um, and, but he keeps on getting back up and fighting. And I was like, kind of like that. And he was funny in the movie. And so the only difference between this guy and myself is he's physically fit. So then I decided I'm going to be physically fit. And I worked out, you know, since I was 11 years old every day since then. By the time I was 16, I was able to become a physical fitness trainer while I, while I was in high school at my local gym. And I said, oh, you that's two things. I can make people laugh and, you know, um, be, you know, physically fit. It's just time plus effort. I get it. So I, my high school tutor said, what do you want to do when you get out of high school? I said, I want to be an entrepreneur, a stand-up comedian, an actor. She said, uh, you might want to work with your hands because not everybody's meant to do what they want to do. So I said, screw you. My dad was homeless and he, you know, he made millions of dollars, lost it all, but you know, still, <laughs> you know, he did it. So I said, I'm going to do it. So uh, a day after I graduated high school, I started my own company and it failed miserably. <laughs> and then after that, I said, okay, let me see what happened here. So then six months later, I took some classes in, in uh, city college. I didn't want to go to college. I just wanted to be an entrepreneur and get my, you know, started. So I finally did stand up comedy. I was 19 years old, brought a lot of people there, but you don't make a lot of money as a stand up comedian. And, and, you know, so I said in LA at that time, nightclub promotion was really big. It was booming in the late eighties. And I said, I'm gonna be a nightclub promoter because I can bring a lot of people there. And within six months then, I, it, I became the number one nightclub promoter in Los Angeles for my age bracket. And I was off to the races. And that kind of opened up the doors for me to be my first acting role, which was playing Dirt Diggler and the Dirt Diggler Story, which is a short film to Boogie Nights, Academy Award nominated film, which I appear in as well. And uh, I, from there, I was able to become, started making my own films and, uh, did big promotional priorities for, you know, uh, Warner Brothers Studios and, and a lot of big movies. And it kind of opened up my career, but I didn't get close to a movie deal. So I said, I, you know, I'm going to, I put up my own money up to make films. I got close to getting my own movie deal, you know, where you got your own screenplays, you've written them now. 
just didn't turn over to a big movie deal. So I said, after this long journey of like ups and downs, I said, I'm going to make my own movie. Only thing is at this point, all my nightclub mo money was used up in my adventures and my, my award-winning short films that didn't make any money because it won a lot of accolades. I said, I'm going to make my own film, feature film. Uh, but I was broken in debt. So I started a company selling tarps on the internet because the internet was like in 2000. It was still young. And within six months, I made over a quarter million dollars for my film. A couple months after that, it was like half a million dollars. And I was at making the film uh, with uh, Academy Award winner, Faye Dunaway, Andy Dick, Coolio, uh, big cast, many faces that you've seen. And that didn't turn over. That didn't make a lot of money. It won awards again. It didn't make a lot of money. So I said, screw it. I'm going to make this, this company that I started successful uh, and take care of that. And since then, it's made over $100 million, and I've done quite well with that. Uh, I still do stand-up comedy. Uh, and uh, that's kind of like my ups and downs story. And that's why I do a podcast called Longshot Leaders. And that's kind of like me in a nutshell really fast. There's a lot of ups and downs and crazy stuff that happened in between that. But that's kind of like me in a nutshell. Okay. Very good. Um, was there something in all of that that you liked the most? Cause you've kind of done a little bit of everything. Is there something that you enjoyed? Cause what you're currently doing, are you enjoying that more than kind of what you've been doing along the way and in, in film? Well, I like being an entrepreneur because you're in total control. You know, you, you wake up there, no one, you, you know, you, you could do whatever you want, however you want, whenever you want. No one tells you to do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's why I kind of like stand-up comedy too. I could talk about whatever I want, do whatever I want. You know, when you do a film, um, it's really rewarding because, you know, it's, a, it's a, such a flashy medium, you know, of storytelling. So that's really cool. But, you know, you're confined to so many moving parts, you know, and less control because it's just not about you. It's, it takes a village. It's a, it's a screenplay. You know, you, money and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. so but that so which one do i like the best you know an entrepreneur being in control and then making money and and having that security and having all that instant gratification every day because revenue is coming in and it's a creative process that you can totally control then stand-up comedy because it's like kind of like my first job you know there on the schoolyard when i was six you know trying to survive so that was like the best you know that's like just that's like it's, it's just something that comes natural uh, so those are the, those are the two top two, those two things. Okay. What, what brought you to, um, doing a company selling tarps of, of all things? I'm just curious. So my, my dad was in the tool business in the late sixties okay. and he then left it and sold calculators in Toronto, Canada with brother international. He, he was, a, he buy them from that company and he opened up a mail order campaign. A mail order was like the internet before the internet came around. Mm -hmm. He made millions of dollars from this campaign. He lost it all. And then he went back to the tool business. And one of the guys that was his partner in the late 60s in the tool business opened up a company called Harbor Freight, which is a multi-billion dollar company publicly traded now. And, he, and I, I grew up hearing about this rich man, poor man kind of thing. My dad would say, you need to sell these tools like Alan Smith does. Smitty, they called him, the guy that owns Harbor Freight, multi-billionaire. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. You know, because that's what I try to do when I get out of high school. I try to sell tools and it's so boring. I said, you know, let me look at these catalogs of products. I was like, ah, oh, these tarps, they're colorful. They cover a lot of things. You could use them for so many different things. I wonder how the internet's doing with that. So I was methodical about it. I was like, yeah, there's some people selling it. But I said, I think I can get the product for this, have a good margin, 
you know, I, I was very calculating about it. And I, I, I always heard the story when the internet first came around, there's a guy selling ceiling fans and he's making $300,000 a year. And I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. You know, just, just zeroing in on like some niche product, but I wanted to do something that had some kind of adventure to it or something you could use for all applications. And also something I could donate to the homeless, which I ended up doing. I used to do that with nightclubs. I'd donate to the homeless, long story. But so that's why I chose it. It was a methodical thing. And it started clicking. I was, I was a production assistant on films as I would built the website. So I slowly was able to transition within a month or two from being a production assistant on, on uh, films. I was working commercials at the time to launching that website. And uh, I, the, the, I got big sales, you know, from here and there. And that kind of hop skipped me over to, you know, just building the business into a bigger and bigger business. That's amazing. Everyone, everyone needs Terps. I mean, you know, everyone. I've got yeah. myself. so, you know. Um, and where does the podcast come in? Like, well, because I was a nightclub promoter for so long, and I wasn't, you know, I really missed it. You know, I, you know, this business, you know, it's so different. You know, you deal with people in an office; it's a conventional business. But I would get to see, you know, when you're running a nightclub promoter as a younger guy, you're running for president without an education, which Sounds like that was already happened, but uh, that uh, that 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 missing those people, those thousands of people a night that you're shaking hands, you know. So podcast, if I was going to do a podcast, I get to see people like me talking to you today, yeah. You know, so it's really gratifying. So I miss that camaraderie. So if I was going to do a podcast, I said, well, what kind of podcast would I do? Who kind of what kind of people would I want to talk to? Somebody kind of like maybe had challenges and that overcome them. So. I, I said, I really wanted to do that. And that's why I do that. And, and now we're starting two more podcasts. Uh, from here. We're doing, we have a stand-up comedy, you know, acting, you know, performing arts podcast that we're starting next month. And after that, we have a new brand that I'm starting. It's like going to be an outdoor products brand. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're at the company that I have now for the Tarps company is, is uh, funding the whole thing. And it's a separate whole brand. And hopefully it'll be a, you know, a lifestyle brand that you'll hear about. Um, it should be gonna be pretty big um and we're doing a podcast for that too called bulletor which is the name of the product and that's going to be outdoor adventures so podcasting is just something that like you know i gain connection from it you know with all these people like yourself and, and you know and comedians still and and people that have overcome large obstacles and outdoor people and it's very it's just so rewarding and i i just love it cool and are you still actively doing stand-up comedy right now I've, I've taken a big break from it and i'm starting back up again in june and I made a commitment to myself and some, you know, comedian friends that once I start again, I will do no less than two days a week mm -hmm. and I will, do, I will do it indefinitely. So yes, I'll oh, be nice. doing that forever. That's cool. So you're just doing it because you're passionate about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want to limit myself as a comedian because that to me, it's, it's, it's the lifestyle, you know, but uh, if I, if I can get more successful gigs again, when I started up again, that, that's always the goal. Or do I end up like Kane from Kung Fu, the old 70s show who just wanders the earth, you know, you know, going into town to town, doing a stand-up routine. That might be me then too. Either way, I'm, I'm going to be there for either one of those. Nice. And um, what or who inspires you in life and, and in your business? Do you have anything or anyone in particular? You know, um, you know, I get, I, I, there's nobody in particular. My dad inspired me, even though he, he, he lost it all. And, and, but I, he was just such a, a, a 
he was like Santa Claus and looked like Elvis. And, um, you know, he was just a hustler and he was a, a great salesman. Uh, so that, that guy inspired me initially. Um, there's other people that I met along the way that really inspired me. Peter Goober, who's a producer in Hollywood, um, was a, you know, really in, impressed me when I was younger because I, uh, I was able, I was able to, you know, spend time with him and, um, uh, you know, just a lot of people on my podcast, you know, I talked to so many people, they're like, they're not, some people are famous, some people are not like to me, like uh, Ben Lesser, who is a 93 year old Holocaust survivor. You know, that's the kind of stuff that moves my blood. Yeah. Not just because I'm Jewish, you know, but be also because like, you know, I grew up hearing those stories and then I, I meet somebody like that that has overcome like an amazing amount of like physical, emotional, spiritual pain. And then overcoming that, that's, that's the stuff that inspires me. So obviously Rocky, Sylvester Stallone, you know, that was somebody that really inspired me. I mean, I will cry in movies that don't make sense when you cry, not when somebody's dying, but when somebody's succeeding, I will cry. <laughs> like if you like, you know, Moneyball with Brad Pitt, I saw that and I was like, why am I crying during this one? There's you know, a particular scene because it's somebody that overcomes something and that's what really moves me. So those are the kind of things that inspire me. Mm-hmm. Very good. I mean, I have to say that Rocky <laughs> also inspired, well, Sylvester Stallone's movie also kind of inspired me too. Um, I think he, he is a good inspiration for everyone, I think, just because he's a rare story that made it big. Right. Right. From his mm. perseverance and, you know, such a rare story. I mean, yeah. I mean, not a lot of people have done, I, I actually very little have wrote and ended up starring in is the only one I think that has wrote and starred in a film that has won an Academy award. No one else has ever done that. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people have been successful with that route, but not win an Academy award won in 1976. Um, he didn't direct it. John G. Allison directed it, but he ended up directing the second one, which is almost as good. People don't really realize how good Rocky one and two is. Even Rocky two is, is a well-written script, yeah. you know, um, the other ones, you know, get kind of bubble gum and made them a lot of money. And that's okay. But, uh, those first the one, of course, and you know, but he, he's, he's yeah, a big inspiration because he's also extremely talented. He's actually smarter than people think. Yeah. So he's really inspirational. And I life has Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, you know, you know, the acting and then, you know, cause he's, he could play this like person that's like unassuming and, and not, you know, formidable, you know, intellectually, but he's so powerful, you know, as, as a, uh, an actor, as a writer, as a, someone that can produce, produce his own movies, which he does. I mean, he's got a very entrepreneurial spirit as well in real life. He's also a very good artist. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, he doesn't. He, he finds a way to get a lot of shit done fast. Yeah, exactly. Well, so do you. You sound like you're you're busy doing. You have your hands in a lot of different things, and and you're kind of you're kind of doing a little bit of everything along the way. I was just talking about something about this last night. You know, the key. You know, and I'm just you know still trying. We're all trying to perfect. You know, to get better. But um, processes, automations leveraging pal somebody said hey that spells pal i'm like oh cool so process pro, uh, processes automations and leveraging and whatever you whatever you can't fit in that bucket you're gonna have to end up doing yourself more often than not so i try to make sure those three things i could execute those three things before it falls on my plate 
with every single process. So like for, for example, like how am I going to find time to do stand-up comedy twice a week? Well, this new product that we're launching, a whole new patent of brand of products we've been building for the past three years. It's, you know, got to go on, you know, trade shows on the road, towns. I said, you know, what can I do at night? You know, these trade shows from the day. Well, my, why don't I find a, a comedy club you can do stand-up in, you know? And, you know, so you find ways you got to say, where's there an opening where I can do also net time. You know what net time is? You ever hear of net time? Yeah. So net time is basically simply like, let's say I have to watch an educational video on X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Why not ride the treadmill while I'm doing that? So I can, you know, get some cardiovascular exercise. So that's, that's net time times one. Okay. Tony Robbins talks about that. So I try to find net times time two times three. So I got to spend time with my daughter, but I have to work out and I got to watch this video. Well, she said she wants to work out also. Now that's net time times two. Mm-hmm. So I try to, you know, along with pal, I tried to do net time as well. And that's how, you know, I find, I try to find more time. Yeah, you have to, there's only so many hours in a day. You have to maximize your, you have to maximize your hours that you're awake. Right. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and you're, so are you going to be just doing one kind of like local comedy club then? You're not going to tour around then, obviously. No, actually I am. I'm, I'm oh, you know, yeah. here in the Austin area, Joe Rogan's over to place, you know, I'm going to be doing, um, uh, looking to go to his place, the mothership. And then also, uh, got a local place out here in my town, which is 25 minutes North of Austin. Mm-hmm. I also do, um, I have an enormous amount of trips that I have to do for video and picture shoots for the new product for Bolator. So, um, I'll be going, I have my wife's family's back in Connecticut. So might as well do stand up in Connecticut, do it in Hawaii, do it in Alaska. Cause we have a trip over there do it in Vegas when our trade shows over there, uh, all of, all around Texas, of course, because that's home base for me. My family's in LA and that's where I'm from. So then, you know, I go back periodically every time, every trip I go, I got to make sure that I, you know, but I have a LA is the easiest target because I have like infrastructure there, you know? So, um, so, but, uh, yeah, I'll be doing stand up at all those places, you know, um, why not? Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think that's fabulous. That's great. Um, and I wish you success on the launch of your new product and podcasts. Obviously, as you said, you have an entrepreneurial spirit and you have obviously success in all areas of your life. And, uh, that obviously shows that's wow. awesome. Well, um, thank you. is there anywhere that people can find your podcast? For yes. Us? Just go to longshotleaders.com. Uh, that'll be michaelsteinmedia.com pretty soon because we're adding uh, two new podcasts, uh, but you can go to longshotleaders.com. It'll always be a good URL to go there. It'll link up to that. And uh, you'll see all my social links from there and you could find out more about me, uh, dates that I'll be doing stand-up, locations, uh, more about uh, you know our company and uh, other projects I'll be working on. And will they be able to find your, your, your TARP company there as well? They, they can, uh, there's a whole bio, which has a link to that. It'll have a link, uh, next month for uh Bulletor, which is launching in August. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a whole campaign leading up to that. Um, so yeah, but anything that, uh, when they can go to longshotleaders.com now, uh, next month, it'll be michaelsteinmedia.com. You can go there and check it out. My socials, you know, all over and it's not hard to find, you know, there's a lot of Michael, there's a couple of Michael Steins, but like Michael Stein media, 
find uh, anything you need to know. And uh, last thing I will tell you is like, I love your let's be social little background you got there. That's uh, anybody that hasn't seen it yet. Uh, Barbie Hamilton has a really cool little background with uh, a little B and uh, that says, let's be social. So thank you for letting me uh, have, be on let's be social with your, she's also got a really interesting uh, red and green uh, headsets on. It looks pretty cool too. It's my daughter's gaming headset. <laughs> looks good. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time this morning or this afternoon. And uh, I appreciate it. And uh, if anyone's interested in checking out your, I'm definitely going to be checking out your podcast. I'm, I've, I have this newfound interest since I've been doing podcasts. <laughs> I've been listening to different podcasts and stuff. So I wasn't do- it nice uh, for us to talk on a beautiful Saturday uh, morning here and you're in Canada and I'm in, you know, just outside Austin. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's technology is amazing. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks so much and uh, take care. And I wish you all the best and uh, thank you for coming on here. And hopefully maybe later in the year, we can have you back on and, you know, talk more about your, your new product launch and stuff. That'd be amazing. Absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much.